0: The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast.
1: Let's go, baby.
0: Already up, they said. Unbeatable! Best team in the league versus the best team in the league. Well, uh, that worked out for them, didn't it? Leicester, zero, nothing. Um, Gary Lineker's salty tears, absolutely nothing. Leeds United, greatest team in the country, one. Very nice. My name's Adonis. You know me as the Adolites on Twitter, and this is the Roaring Peacock. We're going to talk about Leicester, zero, nothing, nada. Get out of here. Leeds won. Leeds won. And uh, to talk about this, Barney, L-E-F-C, the man from the internet, Barnes. Oi, oi, be all right? Very good. Thank you, Barnes. And uh, Machiavelli, Prince of Darkness, if his um, camera's working. At you and Metcalf, Mac? Hello. are we doing? All right. Very good. Thanks, Macca. Well, very good after a win. Um, so we haven't done a match review in a while, but first thoughts. Shall I go to you, Barnes? You must be happy. Yeah,
2: because predict- my prediction was right. I said one nil, didn't I? I thought we were. I thought we were really, really well.
0: That's the message I it? Someone's turned that. You know, I've just put. I've just done the first fire. I feel very on Yorkshire. First fire of winter. Wow. And it's heating up in the chat on Twitch. So if you're started. on YouTube, you won't be able to see it. Hey babe, how are you doing? I'm feeling very lonely and bored right now.
1: <laughs> Come
0: sub and chat with me on my OnlyFans. I'll send you something for free, and it's yeah, also cool. free to subscribe. So DM me on there. Yeah, 18 can... plus only. That's that's. Uh... Is it, it Leeds
1: United related? What are you going to send me? Is it got anything to do with Leeds United? Is it the same? In the last minute, that suddenly came when that happened. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. As as that brand new, that. new ring, ring porn lighting's made it's fucking inspired a whole generation to fucking <laughs> <concept>. <laughs> um, Anyway,
2: yeah, so that's yeah. the game. I uh, I thought we were just fantastic from the start. We were just at home. They didn't like to be pressed. We were, I thought that was the best pressing I've seen from a fart team this season as well. We played really well. we like we liked to be on the ball. We were attacking. We were comfortable on the ball. Just everything worked really well. Ampadu was class. Kamara is just getting better and better each game. Average, average footballer. Kamara. I mean, five, five million at the moment just looks a right bargain. <laughs> yeah, just really, really. The thing is, though, it was one of those games that was really enjoyable to watch at the same time because mm. both teams were at us. I re- yeah. really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Good
1: game. Nice one, Mac. First thoughts? Yeah, just similar. Really great, great. I've criticised the lack of... If your blood's
0: returned to your brain, that is, after that uh, intriguing first chat message.
1: Yeah, just about, mate, just about, yeah. It takes a bit more than that these days. But, yeah, so... (laughs) um, Yeah, do you know what? Just... I, I criticise how, how slowly we've started, not just the start of a game, but the, in each half, we seem to start slowly, a bit, bit, you know, with a bit of trepidation at times, a little bit reluctant, a bit, bit goal, gun shy in front of goal. But I thought that we started brilliant in both halves, and that made a big difference. It never let them settle and, and didn't get in the rhythm at all. Uh you no, know, Barney's mentioned some performances, which you'll we'll probably come on to. Um, I think that the, the press, it's so important that you do it the right way and I thought by letting their keeper sort of almost have it and then pick his first pass and then all press together as a front five or front four or five really worked last night and, and we looked like the better team all over the pitch um, you know beating Huddersfield and teams like that thrashing them is, is enjoyable but <laughs> Predictable. I thought that that's probably the best victory of the season because you know against Southampton, another team that you kind of expect to be up there and thereabouts. We we didn't turn up, and it was just nice to see us turn up and give them a game. And you know, by the kind of possession stats, I thought we were the better team and, and probably had the better players in just about every position. I'll, I'll be honest; that I I'll qualify that by saying, I, well, by all accounts, they had a bit of an off night, but you know, I, I don't think we allowed them to play. Um, So yeah, I thought we were better than them in every position and and rightly won won the game, created the better chances. I mean, they didn't have a shot until, what, the 97th minute, Uh, the header that produced the the brilliant save from Elia. So yeah, brilliant, really pleased and uh, what a great way to start the weekend on a Friday night. Superb, sets you up, done it, perfect. Yeah.
0: Uh, Liam B, evening lads, great night. Last night, Leads, 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 and he says, Big Mac, uh, great to see you are hosting tonight. Are you? Um, since when? You are gonna do? Are you gonna? Shall I just sit back and let you take it? Gonna take it? No. I'll okay, keep going if you right. want, if you want it
1: to go really badly downhill and fucking go west south really quickly, <laughs> <laughs> you, you do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> you share your screen
0: and um, you're subscribing to this OnlyFans.
1: Yeah, I want it already. Yeah, it. <laughs> all over.
0: Here. He's really, he's really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Story of the game then. Um, so I thought. Uh, very much like you, fellas, fast, energetic start, which was, you know, different from the the rest of the season so far. Pressure, pressure cooker. We put them under so much pressure. I, th- I think that they probably haven't felt that since uh, maybe the whole game, but it must have been better than that. I didn't watch it, but uh, penalty shouts. So that's something to talk about. Um, and ref watch. We used to have that little. Uh, <laughs> Little section, didn't we, Ref Watch? Um, Leicester Wings. I thought they were really good in the first half. Terrorised um, Archie Gray and Sam Byron. Big start to the second half again. So two fast, energetic starts to both halves. And then the goal yep. we have got to talk about. Thought really good from Sam Byron. Deserved deserved more than he got, but it was a good save. And sat we sat back after the goal. It's the talking point. And then, of course, a Melier save. So, out of those uh, talking points, and the where do you want to start? Should we do the penalty shouts? Did you think yeah, well, either was a penalty? Early.
1: I, I, they came quite early, I think, you know, in the game. So, let's start there. But do you know what? can with any conviction say that either was a penalty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have got a slight thing about Jorginho, as great as he's been, and Somerville to a point, go down a little bit easy at times for me. I, I think that's qualified by the first one, the the, the Somerville one. It, it does take him off balance by just that hand. It doesn't have to be a lot, does it? A smallest contact when you're running at pace. It just grabs him just by his shoulder and it kind of takes him off balance. But I think if you fight to stay up there and then Faiz came in with quite a wild tackle, If he's just that, that could quite easily have been a penalty if he'd have got to the ball first. So I think sometimes that, that'd be my only it, it can be the only criticism of Somerville is he does sometimes look to go down a little bit early or The first contact he'll look to make a play towards the referee. I, I don't think the second one had enough about it, enough contact. And again you kind of think stay on your feet, you know, and keep pounding it in that box because people start to panic, you get your shot off. Um, I can't I can't I can't with any conviction say that either was a penalty for me. Barnes <sighs>
2: I thought the um, Ruta one was a penalty, but I think those got those penalties would have gone to VAR if it was in the Premier League and probably wouldn't. So, it swings and roundabouts. Do you want VAR in a in a, in a a game that's going really well or do you just want to no. think it's, that's the rough, of the rough of the green and maybe we'll get those sort of penalties later on in the season? I wasn't going to lose my head over it. It was ifs and buts. But the th- funny thing is, they were prob- we, we probably would have s- spoken about them. Or for the for the for the week, if we hadn't had won that game anyway, mm. so it's it's sometimes it's just rubber rubber rub the game, rub the green, isn't it? So for me, I,
0: yeah, I personally, know. I think I'm with Mac and I'm with you as well, but I think they were soft. I think it was soft, mm. and if it, and if it gets given against you, then you <laughs> then you really <laughs> are talking about it all week because yeah. it's so soft. I I just think the bar the bar should be quite the bar should be high for offside. So you know if it's if it's that marginal that they that they draw ai is drawing you know point thousands yeah. of a millimeter lines then yeah. Agreed. that should be onside so the bar mm. should be high there and i think also with contact it should be high as well especially that's going to stop people diving as well so if it's you know it can't just be can't just be that soft that people go down and the other thing is they both retire and um uh, Ritter and Somerville. That for me, they're not the best divers either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it they make looks, it look it never a bit looks obvious. Impressive, does it? Mm. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. yeah, 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 Like Bamford. Bamford's very good at it. Bam, maybe Bamford yeah. can give them lessons at some point during the week because he's very good at it. I remember, you know, he got that lad sent off against Villa in that uh, crazy game where they gave the goal mm. back. That was a that was a class piece of acting by Bamford. Probably not appreciated by the wider footballing world <laughs> as much as it should have. It's a real art. There's never, there's never one of those um, end of the year awards, is there, for um, for the best dive of the year at these, you know, football writers awards. Which, which is a real
2: show because you see it in the modern game now. So it's, it's
0: become a real skill
2: in the game, isn't it, to get a player set off for a, a pedal or something. It's an absolute. The more, more you try, yeah. I think
1: the more you try to stay up, and the more genuine you are about trying to stay up, the more it does look like a penalty. I never think anybody who dives never looks like it. Never looks like a penalty, even if it is. You know, even if they feel the contact and go down, it looks a bit manufactured. And I think that probably we suffered a bit from that last night. Certainly the Ruta one, because I thought that there was a little. He, he did sort of catch his heel, but I, I don't think there's enough there. And I'd like to see him trying to stay up and just swing about it and get it on target and see what happens, you know, rather than sort of flailing and falling down. Mm.
0: Rightio, Liam B, great back four last night. All of them together, Archie and Byron, did a great job stopping their two wingers most of the night. Even Byron played so well after the yellow card. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's
2: that's a really good point uh, because when he got that yellow and then he did that other thing, I'm like, he's going to get red here if he's not careful.
0: Yep. Um yeah. good point. Good point, Liam. Uh Skip, who would you say is our best bargain in reference to performances, Byron or Kamara? Well, we got Byron for free, didn't we?
1: <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> got me Byron about it. And I think he's probably played probably played more game and he's filling a gap that is, that is a problem for us. You know, I think that left back position is still a big problem for us. I know Furpo was on the bench last night, but let's see what happens with him because he could come on and it still be a problem for us, you know, so I think he, he's probably the one that's filled a, a contentious and, a, and, a, and an important gap and created that back four that we've got, you know, by having him at that left-back spot. I thought Kamara was terrific last night, I mean, quite easily, well, not quite easily, I thought Rodan ran him a close second and possibly Ampadu as well, there was others in contention, but... He was head and shoulders above everybody else on that pitch yesterday where he received the ball, how he used it. There's a couple of times where I want him to play it a little bit quicker. You know, that we broke and he kind of got on the ball. I want him to play that easy pass out wide, whatever. But he's kind of, he's like scanning and assessing what's in front of him and all around him at all times. So he's not going to play the most obvious pass quickly because he's looking for a killer pass or one that is going to cut people in half. So I thought he was terrific last night. So it's hard to pick you know, it's hard to, to say who's the better bargain because you've got, you know, Archie Gray's come through the youth ranks and he played right back. And my criticism of him has always been that he's good against people who are a bit, well, lack pace. But when he's, he's played against people with pace, you know, Norwich and so on, he's, he's struggled a bit. Uh, but he, he he was more than a match for that lad last night. And I, you know, let's qualify that again by the midfield has helped out brilliant all night. I mean, right doubling up on people, not allowing them to have the space to sort of take full-backs on. I thought it was a real team effort last night and that's why it's hard to pick individuals out because they just work so well together. The unity of the team looks at an absolute premium again, which is, is brilliant to see after some of the, the Marsh years, you know, where it, they look disjointed and like a bunch of strangers, really.
0: Barnes, Kamara, Ampadu,
2: Byron. I just... I just like how they just know where each other is all the time, and especially I mean how the ball just stuck to Kamara sometimes, and how he just went managed to go forward. But I just going back to Max um, thing about the wingers or the fullbacks is how the the winger the we started to see a pattern of player what we do now. So when our fullbacks go forward, you see one of the midfielders drop back, and it just it just works so well. Either Kamara. Or Ampadu will drop back, and it, everyone knows where everyone is, and he seems to see those patterns of play, which is really enjoyable to watch.
1: But Kamara I mean, having a coach in it, he's yeah. a really good coach who drills in like systems and it's mental. It how I mean, it actually and... works, yeah. God, oh, it's fucking terrific, isn't
2: it? It's. Is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with Camaro, I mean, it's strange how we got him for five million from Rangers. When he mm. first went to Rangers, he apparently was a really, really good midfielder, then he just seemed to lose his way a bit. It just it's a very strange career path how it's ended how it started for him going to Rangers and to a championship team where you would have thought he'd probably kick on a level and go to a Premier League team. I don't know, but five million just seems a ridiculous price for him.
0: He has kicked on a level. Yeah, say
2: <laughs> But he was
0: playing <laughs>
2: he was playing European football, wasn't he? And probably put it Probably play Champions League football as well. So Yeah, but
0: they list they oh. lose, don't they? <laughs> Come total. on. Don't they lose all the time? I mean there yeah, might be young boys true. or someone. I think that you know the championship is like it's the sixth biggest league in, in Europe, mm-hmm. isn't it? So uh, after the top yeah. five. And even some of those clubs in like Liga and uh, Nah. Nah. Uh, so yeah um I thought the um the Leicester wingers were really 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 good in that first yeah, half yeah. and I thought that Archie Gray and Sam Sanbaron they struggled in that first half a mm. little bit yeah just think great... they're both at you know they're at either sides of their career so Archie 17 people are expecting a lot from him sort of saying oh, I don't trust him at right back before the game well i mean he's 17 <laughs> what do you what do you, what do you expect and then and then buy on the on the other end i don't think you know when we when we first learned in pre-season that he was you know he was just training with us i thought it was just training with us to keep his fitness up i didn't think he'd be so integral to mm-hmm. to the side and to the sort of promotion pr- push that we seem to be on now and that um Oh, my God. The, the, for the goal, the run, into you, know, you saw a few of those um, corners from Dan James in at the near post, and it wouldn't beat the first man. Sort of the number of years we've all been watching football and watching corners not beat the first man. And, you know, it's like a dagger in your brain, basically. It's just so frustrating to <laughs> see. But you, you, with the goal, you saw what he was trying to do. He finally yeah. got it just over that first man. On to Byram, who's rushing in, makes a brilliant run, spectacular header, great save, and it and it comes out to retire. But I mean, that's that's how good Byram's been playing. It's absolutely unbelievable. So mm-hmm. I think in terms of which one's the better bargain, you're always going to take the freebie, especially as a <laughs> as a Yorkshireman. You like something yeah. for free, don't you? But I mean, people were comparing Kamara to Oliver Decor. And uh, I think I, think I, I mean I retweeted that I retweeted, much, that. But I retweeted <laughs> that, but I can sort of see because
2: he's got he's got that. I mean he's never going to be on the same levels to to call, no. but he's got he's got that nasty side to him where he doesn't mind getting his foot in, but also he's got that really creative side to him where he really enjoys optioning when he's on the ball. So I can sort of see the comparison, but he's never going to be on the same levels to
0: core, obviously. And Mac, you were saying about how Kamara is a bit slow. You know, on the bit ponderous on the ball at times, and I think oh, yeah, you know, Rutter was like down, yeah. Rute was a bit like that, you know. But I think yeah. but, you know, but now, but after so many games of playing playing with it, he he's, yeah, yeah. They've, he's got these connections now, and
1: mm-hmm. definitely you know, he's he, not played he, many games as he? he come out. He's not started that many games, so he'll get he'll get better. And I think you know, I think it's it's it, you get clever players who want to sort of consider three or four options. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just want them to play that. Quick pass straight away and get you know, keep that momentum, that break going, particularly when we're in transition and we're on the break, uh, because we've got such quick players. But yeah, I can understand why he's doing what he's doing, as, as I can understand why Routier does it sometimes. He's looking for that third or fourth sort of option, if you like, the harder pass that suddenly appears when people start moving around the pitch. So yeah, I get it, I get it. I'm not criticizing all, I thought he was tremendous last night, almost faultless, uh, last night.
2: I, I think, think it's the also, on
1: the, the Byron thing, sorry, really quick, it, 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 that's experience. that, you know, it, to get booked so early against a good winger who was having a, a good game, to just learn how to, you know, see out the rest of that game and hardly let him have a kick, uh, and it's probably down to manager as well as saying, you know, the midfielders going to have to get involved here, maybe take one for the team, I think the whole system just works really well and the shape of the team in the second half as much as we let them have a lot of the ball they ran out of ideas after about 20 minutes um so yeah i, I said it last night it was almost a perfect away away performance against let's be honest a good the good side a good squad you know with talent so really pleased but yeah byram's experience showed last night and i think gray it, it, you know we have a saying like at work you know it's not the strongest that survive it's those that adapt the best and i think the thing about grey is he adapts really quickly so he might get a, a rough five or ten minutes but he seems to learn and adapt to the game really quickly and that's that's a that's the dynasty of the greys isn't it they're, they're a football and bloody dynasty in Leeds. so he'll it, it, just he'll be able to sort of read each game as it comes and just get better and better and, and grow as the game but no, 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 i thought he did you know and uh, even though Aileen you know, I, I thought it was probably the right move because I think Gray got a, a bit of a knock. But as soon as Aileen came on, you sort of saw there's a frailty there to, to the way Aileen defends. You know, letting, uh, I don't think Gray and let let Jewsbury um, Hall get that header on target. Uh, and again, the, the sort of danger comes from moving that back four around a little bit and bringing on somebody who's probably you know, past their peak. But, um, yeah, you can't criticise anybody last night. I thought everybody that played a part, you know, the subs, Anthony was great when he came, when he held the ball, he was brave. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought they were all cracking.
0: Okay, uh, Liam B. We need to purchase Rodon in the January window if possible. Rodon is a great mentor for Strouk, our new captain. I think Strouk is going to become world-class centre-back. So Joe Indeed. Rodon, do you want to talk about him? Solid, absolutely solid. And I think you know we made the mistake last time, didn't we, of of going up and and not sort of securing Ben White and not no. just paying, you know, going over the top like Arsenal did and paid fifty million. We we Rad's probably in the end didn't have that sort of levels of investment to to put into the club. So Joe Rodon, bands. Does I, he make I, you feel safe? He makes me feel safe. Yeah. I go. I sleep so well at nights, knowing that Joe <laughs> Rodon exists.
2: The thing is, though, there's something
0: about him that I think he's, he could even be better than Ben White
2: was when we was when we were promoted with Ben White. It's just that
0: bloody hell, Barnes. That's a big no.
2: I, there's something about him that he just he's got that nasty side to him, where, which I really like with a centre back. Ben White was just too nice on the ball. And he was just so good. But sometimes with a centre-back, you want that bit of a nasty side from him, a bit of a get-that-tackling kind of thing. And, he, and his pace as well. I mean, the pace that Leicester has, I think if Cooper was in there, we would have been absolutely destroyed in in, in parts as well. And the, the partnership he's got with Strike, I mean, I've always been a massive fan of Strike. It, it, his quality never left him last season. It was just because he was played at left-back, out of position, then in a, in a, in a, in a centre-back in the in later on, where we were just on our ass and le- letting goals in left, right, and centre, and we forget how young he is still. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I th- I'm a big fan of strike. Always have, always have. And the fact he's a, a captain as well
0: speaks volumes for me. Yeah, so young, mm-hmm. still so young, and they've grown. They've grown so much this season. I feel mm-hmm. like
1: Mac Rodon. shall no, we buy just- him? Absolutely agree with Liam. I think you, you that that's the way forward. By by him now. You know, get the yeah. deal done in January. Uh, you know, let him know he's got a, a place there, he's not a lone player. And show some faith in a player that's transformed that back line, you know, because if you look at it, you know Strike, you know, regardless of playing out of position, even when he played centre half, looked at a shot player last year, because he had Frauds playing next to him, you know, he had, you know, Cock and, and, and Werber and, and others you know, less capable. I think he improves everybody around him, you know, in the midfield and and, and Melier behind him and, and everybody next to him. So absolutely agree. Get him bought because you know, I think I think the talk is it's like fifteen million quid to, to buy him. Go find another centre half as good as him for fifteen million quid. Simple I, as that. Get him bought.
0: I, I think the 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 full-back positions have have made the centre back positions Look a lot better, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Strauk was yeah. so exposed because because of our problems at left back mm. in the Premier League against you know the world's best attackers, and you see what Byram's done, and that's solidity. And I thought in the second yeah. half, yeah. when wrong. Somerville was when Somerville and James were dropping back and and helping helping uh, Byram and and Archie Gray a bit more, so forcing the Leicester wingers inside and the Leicester play. Through the middle, you could see that that solidity increase even more, and then, and then obviously Strauch and Rodon are going to look way more solid. But Rodon, as a as a an organisational unit, as somebody who throws his body in the line every single time, who doesn't take any chances, who who you know who does the the basics extremely well, he's not you know the ball playing midfielder that that Ben White is. But he's he's got that nasty street, like you said, Barnes. And, you know, I really like played. how he doesn't take it. You know, when he slid in and cleared the ball, even though Melier was right there, right almost out of Melier's hands, he's just not taking any chances at all. I, I just, I really like Rodon. I think he's improved us massively.
1: And he can play. He can play football. He played a few <clears throat> passes through the lines yesterday, through about three or four. And mm. I'll tell you the, the mark of a player like Rodon is. And, and Stroik as well. I was worried about... I wasn't worried... I thought it was good for us that Barney started because I'd be worried if farney to come on as a sub with fresh legs because I think he's, again, past his best. But then you think, shit, Ignatio's the same. He's one of them players that can come on with 10, 15, 20 minutes left and score You know, with one touch. they neither, neither of them got a kick. Mm. And that tells you everything you need to know about the performance of, uh, of both of those lads. I thought Rodon was immense. I thought if Kamara didn't get man of the match, he was uh, pushing for that because he it just, it, no quarter given, would every header never looked at. You know, they, they always say, it's like they say about Ferdinand, did it? You know, you, you see these centre-rounds making sliding tackles and last-minute ditch tackles and what have you. They can only get away with that so many times in a game or in a season. He never seems to put a foot wrong. He never looks flustered. He doesn't seem to get caught out of position. He's not catching up people trying to make those last-ditch tackles because he's always in the right place and he reads the game so well. He's got so many attributes that you want to see in the centre-half that it's ridiculous if we don't... It's not always possible, let's be really frank, mm. but if we don't make every effort to try and sign Rodon in January, then there's something wrong because you know, he's a Premier League... The other thing is, he's a Premier League centre-half. It's as simple as that. He's not a Championship centre-half. He's a player that you know we'd really need to be going up if you want to keep players like, like him. Uh, I thought he was class and I think he's been... I mean, you look at the tackle against Huddersfield the other week where the kid had, you know, 10 yards on him and, and he makes up the ground and puts in an absolute stormer of a tackle where there's no fault. He, there can be no risk attached to that that, that tackle that he makes. He just clears him, him and the ball out. I think he's tremendous. I've got a lot, lot of time for him, you know. A leader, communicator... He's got pace. He's got everything you want. So uh, yeah, do, get the deal done.
0: He's he's a bit like he's a bit like Liam Cooper, but without the faults. Yeah, without the you know, without the <laughs> nervous nervous energy that that Cooper sometimes has and the the, the mistakes that he makes. You know, I feel like it, Cooper's a little bit susceptible every now and then to that just one error or two errors in a game. But he's got all of the other things like the, uh, yeah, the, the sort of leadership quality and the getting stuck in. He's the player that I, I was hoping Cock was going to be or turn out to be. But and the other thing I like about Rodon is he always looks in pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he gets up the camera pad and he's like, uh, very good. Um, OK, Liam B., Let's get on to some of your comments. Uh, the men of the match were the two midfielders. Were working together. If I had to pick one, Ampadu for me. Skip says, "Would you bring in a real number ten in the January window and risk damaging what we have now?" It's interesting because there's been a lot of talk about uh, Joel Piru playing at number ten, but and the argument being that you know maybe he's not you know the, the best chances aren't going to fall to him. Uh, but I thought they, I thought they did, actually, last night, and
1: uh, he fucked them up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think people are giving people aren't giving him a tough time. I think if you, what what people are doing is assessing him, the, the player that we bought from Swansea. He's doing a completely different job. His work rate last night, if you watched him off the ball, was amazing. You know, he was he never stopped running. He was closing people down. He was making clever like channel runs, he was making a lot of movement to receive the ball. He's also really good at decoy running, so he'll distract people and take people away from somebody leave them in space. You know, the, the reason why Routier got taken off was because Pirro was working th- three times as hard as him as much as I love Jorginho. I think he was brilliant last night, Pirro, and I think people are looking, oh, well, why isn't he scoring? You know, why is he not scoring a goal every other game? Because he's not playing that thing. He's not playing as a 10. He's playing almost as an 8. 10, 9, he's all up. That, that I said to him today that that front four, apart from James, interchange position and sort of yeah. end up all over the pitch like no other team I've ever watched, not even a Bielsa team. Um, so I think it's really hard to be, you know, ultimately, if you're winning games, you know, it's, it's the old thing about, you know, definition of teamwork where, where there's, some, you know, greater than the sum of its parts. and <laughs> that's what we are. Why would you change it? You know, somebody's put a comment about, you know, would you go after that ten. I loved. I I used to play that position a lot, so I love the ten position. I think having a good ten is a massive thing, but you wouldn't upset the apple cart. Now the other thing is, we've got to a Bielsa point where you can't just bring players in based on ability anymore. You know, you look at that Amiri, had have come and he's now regretting the fact that. I don't think he'd have been a fit personality-wise. I think he'd have been a prima donna. I think he would have not necessarily gelled. Like the, you look at the unity in that team now, how, how happy it makes you, how confident you are that they're going to fight for each other and stick up for each other. And you know, I'm not. I don't want players coming in based on ability now. I need you need to have the ability, but also the application and attitude to be part of this team. Now that's a wonderful place to be in it. You know, that's what you want as a, a Leeds United fan is. We're not just buying some prima donna who's going to come in or he's in or whoever it might be. We're buying players who want to be uh, I think it's partly why Nanto is struggling a little bit. I know he's only just come back from injury, but I think Nanto has is, is been found out a little bit during the close season for, you know, agent or not, youth or not. Look at Somerville, look at how he's conducted himself throughout. And he's had offers probably more than Nonto, better offers than Nonto. So I think that, you know, previously it was him and Somerville and Nonto were kind of this partnership, this, you know, best buddies and dancing around on the pitch and all that. I think Somerville's almost left him behind a bit and, and, and he's become a bit isolated as Nonto. So you can kind of see that now. There's not that unison between those two that there was on the pitch and and just friendship-wise. Because to fit in at that team now, you've got to be part of that wider group. You can't just have a little buddy or have clicks or whatever. It's um, it's, it's, it's class. I love it. I mean, that's how you create a great team ethic and a great work ethic on the pitch and, 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 a, and a proper team bonding, you know, a kind of camaraderie that you want right across the team rather than, you know, little clicks and he's my best mate and he's my best. You know, uh-huh. you don't want any of that. And I think Nonto is probably guilty of doing a bit of that.
0: It's difficult one that number ten, isn't it? Because I mean, who yeah, do you take out? And and the thing is, we I, I
1: know,
0: you know, Piru, Piru's missed a couple of chances last night. Whatever, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, you know that he is he's going to bury some he's going to bury some chances at some at some point and go on a, a scoring run like he did when, at the start of the season. You know he's capable of doing that, and apparently he's our penalty taker as well. So you can't take Ruter out. He's no. our best player. He's probably the best player in the championship. And in the players of the match, in my notes down here, I just put Rodon on solid. I could have talked about Kamara or whatever, but I just put Ruter, attitude. And I, yeah. I just think, like, of all of the players that we've brought in or, or that have, you know, sort of uh, had, a, had their breakthrough into the first team, Ruter's attitude, I think that that's been the biggest trans- transformation for me because... He's become like the spirit and the soul of of this team in the in the, in this in the way that Alioski embodied yeah. mm-hmm. that Bielsa that Bielsa side.
1: Agreed, and, and, and because he's nuts as well, he's just like Alioski. He's definitely a bit. <laughs> he's not playing with a full deck, is he, uh, <laughs> Jorginho? Definitely not. Yeah, great. And you know just, what? As well, smile on his face.
2: Yeah, he's, I was just going to
1: say, I, he's I, just... I just enjoying enjoy his football
2: it. it's really yeah. like when he's his interview after the game he's like really smiling and like yeah i'm really happy yeah i'm enjoying it it's not sit. The, yet yeah, they asked him about singing his name he said it's not just about me it's about the whole team and stuff like that but going back to the peru thing is that he plays in that sort of role that harry kane plays in where he comes quite deep in and it draws the other players out and going back to max point the the, some of the some of the um positioning of the players and how they interchange as well is it's a joy to see i mean as a defender opposition defender you have a marking nine there's a number yeah. nine where sometimes it, there's roots there Then all of a sudden somerville pops up and you think hang on a minute it was on the wing earlier and that's the joy mm-hmm. for peru because it it the some of the stuff he does it draws other players out so what just because he's not scoring doesn't mean he's contributing to the teams the, the, there was a goal that he actually scored at ellen road i can't remember which who, who was it who did we play what, um, Watford. 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 yeah and he got the ball and he scored from outside the box but the movement to get that ball and score it was a joy to see the, the, the guy next to me said it's just movement in it it's just the, the way the way you see those players move around it's fant- it's a joy to watch sometimes
1: mm. so impossible at markham so and that, yeah. that, that's the that's the Sort of, you know, swapping positions and that kind of interchange is superb. And I think the thing about Pino is, I know, you know, I was gutted that he missed that chance early, early doors. But I love the way he finishes. He didn't just try and get it on target or hit the target. He tries to smash it in the top corner. <laughs> you know, it's like I love that. Me and I, the goals will come without a doubt. And if you don't understand. How good a footballer he is as well, technically, and how his touch and how he moves people around and makes space for others. You're probably watching the wrong game, you know. You're probably following the wrong spot.
0: He's a finisher as well, isn't he? Like he's not yeah, just going so. to hit and hope. He's not. He's not even going to hit. Like he's quite. He wants to hit the corners of the goals. You he know. Does. You're never going to see him like probably put one straight down the keeper's throat. You know. He's always <coughs> aiming for those corners. So even when If it misses, you know, well, fine. But that's what he's aiming to do. He's not going to give the keeper easy saves in the same way that, say, Dan James does, Who he's clearly not a finisher. He's not a natural finisher. Certainly not with his left foot
1: anyway. Rooted added it two or three times yesterday. Yeah, he, he did. He's, he's P-rolled a couple of shots. and That's not P-roll, p And the chance that the keeper saved that went out to James, you know, the, the one that he tried to put in the far corner in the second half, you know, he did just try and get it on target or knock it 30 yards over the goal, try and mm. put it. He's, he's, he's not far off. his inches in it. It's, it's you know, a, a, a foot away from being bang on. So, he'll come. He'll come. And I, I know what
0: Skip's saying. Like, I know what you're saying, Skip, because, you know, if you added if you added a pablo hernandez if you if you added you know a really extremely creative midfielder who could create lots of chances all the time and was very very accurate like extremely accurate from set pieces then you know you'd probably have just about everything that you could want in this in this team now because you know <laughs> Pablo was so great, especially when he played on the right wing. And and, and you see time and again when, when James has the ball and he, he, his delivery just isn't up to the, the level of, of Pablo's is. But it's just a different team and, and they offer different things. And it, it's very difficult to change a winning side at the moment because it's like, who do you take out? And how can you really sort of complain? But I know what he's saying. Right, uh, Liam B., uh, the front four put in a shift last night. All worked for the team. Somerville and James helped out the two back players by doubling up. Yep, second half was fantastic. We looked much safer, didn't we? Uh, if Bielsa wasn't coaching Uruguay and we had the chance to bring him back to Ellen Road over Farker, would you <laughs> take it? Not for well, me. Well, yeah. well,
2: I, I mean, I, I want to enjoy that history, but I don't, I don't want to go back to there. And no. there's too many comparing and things all the time and. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't think I could take another season under, under oh, Mielster no. or two seasons because it's 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 bloody hard work. It's enjoyable, but it's bloody yeah. hard work as well. I, I don't think I, I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, I will like there to witness it and move on.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The the defense feels much more solid under Farker. And and I feel like Farker is very committed to attacking as well, but he's slightly more committed to winning mm. and he's yeah. he's not He's no, I don't think he's anywhere near as stubborn as Bielsa. I think Bielsa might be the most stubborn man on the planet. <laughs> you know, he, he, he would stick to his... He would Once he's made a decision, he would stick to it till the end. I mean, he, he, there are so many hills that he was prepared to die on, including <laughs> Tyler Roberts.
1: Yeah, Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Yeah, you a, know, that's we, the thing, the player as well. He'll, 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 I think I've got a feeling that Farker will be more uh, quick to take players who aren't performing out of the firing line, whereas Bielsa would have stuck with mm. a certain player, let's let's say Roberts, let's say you know, Bamford, Cooper, whatever, you know, despite the fact that it was clear it wasn't working. Mm. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think I think yeah we, we've we moved on from that now. And I think the days of sort of harking back to Bielsa when we had Marsh and you know Gracier and, and Sam Allardyce, you know, it was it was easy to do. Whereas I don't think we need to do it now because we've got a guy that mm still wants to win games well and to play with a style. He's got an identity, he's given us an identity, but he also do not want to get pumped for him 5-6-0 and he'll do what it takes to get the points. On, you know, the, He's not living solely by that philosophy, that footballing philosophy. Mm. Uh, and he'll adapt in game a bit quicker than possibly Bielsa did, but that's not taking anything away from how brilliant it was you know, while Bielsa was here, but life moves on, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's just it's just more comfortable. It's not as beautiful. It, I,
1: no, definitely. I not. think as an never, art never, never form, be. Bielsa, Bielsa perfected, Bielsa
0: perfected it. Perfected yeah, football. Um,
1: we well, you, talk, you talked about Hernandez there. Bielsa's in the same category. How many? How many Bielsas do you get in life? How many Bielsas have we had as managers since we started watching Leeds or followed Leeds? None. How many? How Pablo? How many great number tens have we ever seen who played like Pablo Hernandez at whatever level? Very few. Uh, you know, count on one hand the number. And, Players you yeah. could you could watch with that ability. So, the, the, the reason why they're held held in high esteem and they're at a premium is because it's rare. And yeah, there's no guarantee a share or a star from Norwich would come in and do any better than the guys we've got now. So why would you disrupt what's working really well?
0: Agreed. Uh, evening all. Says Alison Adams. We need to Allison. sign Rodon in January. Hi Alison. Uh, Liam Liam B. Ruter wants to play everywhere on the pitch. He tries to be involved in every forward move. Can't believe those three coaches before Farker wouldn't play him.
1: That's because of shit. Well, those
0: three coaches... <laughs> <laughs> By I the way, uh, please uh, give the, the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel because you just never know when we're going to pop up and... <laughs> do a podcast as uh dav said says hi guys it's a mirage two peacocks in a week (laughs) uh rutair is very humble says liam b you know what i like about ritter in those interviews so you mentioned that interview before barnes he says i'm i'm happy for me Mm. and Uh, i I just love that (laughs) i love it it's you, you know it's whenever anybody who's who's you know english isn't there. Isn't their mother tongue? And then they you know, they, they can introduce these sort of new idioms to the to the to the culture and, and I think we should definitely normalise I'm happy for me. I think yeah, that's it's just a very <laughs> healthy right. thing to say. That's
1: allowed. Yeah, you're allowed to do that. It's cool. But if you're happy for you and you're doing what you're doing on the pitch, we're happy for you as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for me too. <laughs> uh,
0: Georgie, all about confidence, had said the same last season, he's playing with a smile on his face. Love it. Yeah. Righto, uh so, uh, have we talked... To, okay, the goal we talked about... Now, sat back after the goal. I think this is probably the one... That's the one sort of criticism, you know, uh, that you could make about Daniel Farker that sort of that, that goes against Bielsa's ethos. You know, I'll always remember Bielsa for that, that time, that Forest game where we had a, a man sent off. And I think... We went ahead 2-1 somehow because we were still just attacking, sending you know leaving Melier and and Cooper back there, and everybody else just attack. Um, and and we went we went ahead, and I just thought, wow, we we are we're, we're going to win, you know, with 10 men. And then I think it was 2-1, and but he didn't sit he didn't sit back. He didn't want to defend it. He was he was Bielsa was yelling at them, no no, why are you trying to defend this 2-1 lead <laughs> with 10 men, you idiots. Get forward, keep attacking. You know, we lost four two, obviously. Um, but Fark- but Farkas is very pragmatic, and he sits back. But you know, Bielsa's philosophy was always that if you sit back, that invites the other team to attack. So did- were we getting nervous, Barney? Were you nervous?
2: No, because it. I mean, we've got experience. If we're going to talk about Bielsa, we've got the experience of when we sat back albeit we had 10 men against city and they just ran through us but we knew we had it in us about the counter attack and that's our seat that's our weapon in this side under Fark. is that they needed to get that goal so the more they come forward the more spaces they'll be behind them and we've got the players to exploit those spaces behind them so i think we probably sat back to invite the pressure because we, we knew that if we did get that ball and there was a couple of occasions where we did we did go ahead with we, we did go ahead with the ball there was one ball from Ampadu to um to Somerville onto the right wing which is an absolutely fantastic ball and it didn't quite just happen but I think he was quite clever because it's a nine iron yeah, yeah okay. the but the ball the bot. we we were ahead away they needed to they needed to um they needed to to score they didn't but the fact that we have that that I mean our counter-attacking sometimes is absolutely sublime to watch, yeah. and I think if we just had that one goal, that one pass, we could have exploited them again.
1: Yep, Matt. Were you worried? I think, I think that, no, not at all. I, I think you I know, was. It, you, you two. <laughs> <laughs> you two
0: fucking! Hours away. I was yeah. worried. Well, you know, I was my fingers off.
1: It, it's a default position for Leeds fans, isn't it? It's all they're going to score in the you know the ninety-seventh minute, and nearly did, but. I wasn't worried because I just thought we had the they had the, the we had their number, and I also thought they weren't having a great game. I, th- I didn't think they played particularly well, so I thought that you know you look at the stats on shots on goal and particularly on target or chances created, their xG, which I'm not a fan of anyway, but everything was like bottom as it could be, as low as it could be. So I, I didn't think they were going to create enough clear cut chances. I mean, yeah, you're always anything can happen, can't it? But I wasn't worried, and I, I thought that we had their number. I think the thing is about this. You know, do you keep going do you invite pressure if you if you sit back? Not if you do it the right way. You know, do do you you know get found out if you keep attacking when you won two 0 up? It's all about reading the situation at that time, and it's about having a, a a system and a kind of adapting to the game that's in front of you to, to get the points. And I think oh, that's what Farkas proven he can he can do. And that's 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 great. Um I, I never was really worried. I mean, obviously, the header at the end, you know, brilliant save from from Bellier, from But that was about it, wasn't it? I don't remember one other chance that the, the off the crossbar, obviously, the first half. But again, that was a kind of wonder strike. It wasn't a chance that was created a clear-cut chance or cutting us open or... You know running through clear on goal, one on one, there was none of that. Um, so now I thought we played we, we just played a perfect game to suit that particular system of game last night. And uh, you know, the shape of the team and the way that we doubled up on the wingers that were the, probably the most dangerous players they had, or were the most dangerous players they had, just nullified anything that they were had to offer.
0: Okay, um, uh, well, I was worried yesterday, uh, Yesterday, a win was vital because all the teams uh, behind Leeds—West uh, Brom, Southampton, Preston—all in playoff places—all won. And with Ipswich getting a point at Birmingham after being two-nil down, yeah. Birmingham's uh, blue bottle mm. jobs. Thanks very much. You can't help us out, good you? know they, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I hope Still Leeds. You, uh, I, so, I saw other Leeds fans posting like gifts of. Um, of Wayne Rooney and all of this stuff, I just thought, oh, no, no, that's uh, don't speak too soon, too
2: far, too far. Yeah. Uh,
0: also, yeah, uh, I, ho- I hope Leeds use yesterday's match as a blueprint in how to start matches going forward in this league, and not the slow start Leeds had against Norwich and Stoke and Southampton. God, it was terrible at Southampton. We mm. looked like we'd had eight pints <laughs> the night before, and then uh, all all ate some dodgy curry. Uh, Michael Brown says guys which style do you prefer Bielsa Ball or Farka Ball
1: can't compare you can't obviously Bielsa Ball when it worked we were getting to beat 7-0 and stuff and yeah they didn't right. didn't like it not, not like it but yeah there were. you can't compare they're very different and like I said we've moved on from that haven't we I think you know, Bielsa Ball it's, there was nothing better than that was there I don't think we've seen any better football at Ellen Road than when Bielsa was manager I don't think Fark's going to reach that you know Echelon, but does he want to? Probably not. He's probably more happy at taking three points. Mostly. I don't
0: know, I don't know, because that first half against Huddersfield, God, if, we, if yeah. we'd have kept that up in the yeah, second half and won like 8-0 or something, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's difficult to see a more perfect game than that. But the thing about was the, the perilousness, yeah, cool. the That's, perilous yeah, nature exactly, yeah. of the all-or-nothing gambler... Uh-huh. Of, of 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 yeah, just leaving two guys and just just attacking constantly. I think you look,
1: you look at the look at the Leicester game at our place. Under elsewhere, where the beat four one and played us off the park and were mm. three 0 up in you know twenty minutes or whatever it was, and we were all over the place and the scattergun approach to defending and the midfield was just non-existent. And you look at you know the Barnsley game that they should have won that we you know pretty much. <laughs> sort of suggested we were going to go up where you know they should have won that game. We scored an old goal. It wasn't all bright lights and looking perfect under Bielsa either. There's no such no. thing, particularly particularly in the Championship. So let's not get all rose-tinted spectacles about the Bielsa really, because there was games where it was fucking horrific. And, there mm. was, you know, the, the midfield got found out. and We were caught with seven players on the end of their box. While oh, the number of times the
0: opposition teams just walked through this massive gap right in the middle, where there was just there was just Calvin Phillips. That was it, Calvin Calvin Phillips and
1: nobody else. Well, people always show that clip, you know, the the sort of wildlife expo clip of. I can't remember the player. Uh, the guy who was at Wednesday now. I can't remember what's his name. Uh, Windus was running. Can't remember who he played for. The time was it Wednesday or whatever, and he was running through, and like seven Leeds players were hounding him to get back and win the ball. But the point is, seven players were hounding him to get the ball back from an advanced position while he was one against one at the other end of the pitch. I mean, it was perilous and it had a high risk, high reward when it worked. But there was a lot of times where it was a bit embarrassing how exposed we were. You know, particularly when he played a good team. You know, you look at. The game that almost did for him, the Tottenham game, you know, Man City, Liverpool, where you know Man United that first Man United game six two, where there were you know, but Tomane barely scores a goal, scored you know twice in the first ten minutes. I mean, there was games where it was fucking embarrassing. February uh, the
0: the most goals conceded in a Premier League month. Yeah, I'm not oh, going to take was... away
1: from the brilliant the brilliant high points, but there was a lot of. Fucking low points as well. The thing is,
0: the thing is, Michael. I think the thing is, right at that time, you you know, during the glory years, you wouldn't have taken anybody else other than Bielsa, of
1: course.
0: And now you wouldn't take anyone else but Daniel Farker because I I feel like maybe you know, Ewan is an exception, Mac is an exception. Who a man who literally thrives in the peril, in the darkness, who's giggling like a little little kid with a glint in his eye. Um, but for, for for a lot of us, especially Barnes and I, you know that we we do not enjoy. We, I think it's it's safe now with Farka. I feel much more secure and safe. And
2: that's that's the thing for me is that there was so much, there's been so much stress the last two seasons this season just feels very not leads the way we've gone about with recruitment the way we go going around as a club by seems to have a proper structure in place in the boardroom we've gone for a manager that knows the league we play really really good football but it's not heavy metal football all the time if if that like you're going back to kamara maybe sometimes don't take that pass because we're so used to it like 100 miles an hour all the time so maybe it's good just to play some safe football at times and then do attack because we do play some really attacking football but it feels like this season feels very normal just very very normal gone for the right players gone for the right manager playing really good football and i do feel that a lot of i like everyone talking about leicester and ipswich because we're just going around our business going under the radar just doing what we need to do picking up those points Yeah, you might lose a game. You might not turn up at at some games. That will happen in the Championship. But I know with Farker, we'll go on a run again. We'll win four or five games on a a trot and then might lose a game. But I don't feel stressed about it. I just feel quite happy knowing that we're okay where we're at.
0: Yep, I agree. Okay, Uh, man of the match then. Player of the match. Or
1: players of the match? Barney, let you go first.
0: Uh, Kamara for me. I just thought the way he
2: ran midfield was fantastic to watch. Did everything he yeah. wanted from a midfielder. Does the dirty stuff, but does the some of the really nice, attractive attacking stuff as well.
1: Okay, Mac? At the risk of Nicky, probably your man of the match now, because Kamara's gone, uh, I'm gonna go road on because I think to keep a clean sheet there. But I don't know how often that's been done, probably not very often. Um I just think his leadership, as I've said already, I can't build him up anymore, really, because I, I thought he was terrific. Um, yeah, I would probably say Kamara, you know, but at the, the risk of repeating what Barney said, I thought Rodon was quality. And, and and you know what? It's not just about the tackles and the headers and the duels that he wins and the stopping players running uh, and the kind of toughness that he displays and the fact he can play, can play a pass and what have you, can see a pass. It's what he gives everybody else around him, and I think that midfield is allowed to play the way it does, you know, Ampadu, Kamara, partly because they've got that solidity at the back. And not just in Rodon in Strike as well, but I think strike has come on tenfold because of because of Rodon. So, the impact he's having on everybody else around him, the quiet way he goes about his business, I'm going to I'm gonna go Rodon because I thought he was terrific last night.
0: Okay, and I'm going to go Sam Byram. I, I just think... Uh... He had probably the most difficult task on the pitch in keeping that their uh, their winger quiet. What was his name? He had an interesting name. My name was... Abdul Fatawu Isahaku.
1: Ooh. Very. Oh, did last night. He's the guy who drove the taxi to get me home from Leeds Station. The other day, isn't
0: Careful. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I mean. When he turned, when he turned, Byram inside out, and then swung, mm. swung that shot, crashing into the crossbar. That thought, would have been a really
2: good goal, actually. Really good
0: goal. It would goal. have been, yeah. Amelia <laughs> had no chance, would no. it? Um, no, I thought he did. I thought he did really well. I thought he, he, he struggled to 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 uh, to get get his number for Tawu's number, but um, with a little bit of more help from Somerville in the second half, he he did really well. I thought. Having got that early yellow card, and the, the the two players went down really easily. Was it Kas- Kaside and um, and Fatawa? I thought they went re- went down really easily, mm. and uh, yeah, he didn't really deserve them. I didn't think, but he he didn't get flustered. He could have very easily got frustrated and flustered and had a go at the referee. Just that experience again, isn't it? So, and but then to go on. 70 minutes, or whatever it was, on a yellow card. I thought he wow. did fantastically well. Excellent, excellent um, header leading to the goal. Brilliant run, getting in there, brave, strong header, down right where it needed to be. It took a brilliant save to keep that out. So, yes, yeah, Sam Byron for me, does it just 7 out of 10. Every single game, we got yeah. him for free. I mean, he went to went to Norwich, was injured the whole time, came to us, and and now he's absolutely flying. And his body Is seems he... to be okay at the moment because Farkas said I don't think he can do week in,
2: week out. But at the moment, he seems to be doing really well. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, so, and not, and also, since to... he's back at Leeds, he's posting he's posting more on Instagram. Hmm. He didn't <laughs> use the post on Instagram really until he joined, when he came back until he came back to
0: Leeds.
1: Is that with the social media stalking right, the in Right, that's <laughs> social
0: media update. This is another award that we've got for the football yeah, writers yeah. of the... the, award See, Barney, of the Barney, yeah. Barney's
1: like, uh, he, he, he never get used to get changed in front of his bathroom window at Norwich, but he does know at Leeds. <laughs> How do you know that, Barney? Uh, uh, yeah, somebody told do, me. Just someone <laughs> I said, I oh, know, yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I think the thing um, about the thing about the the Byron. I mean the Byram situation. You know, I don't know what is going to be like. Nobody knows. Let's not pretend that anybody knows what. But you've got Spence to come back into that team. who's was going to be, I think, phenomenal wow. in that. And then you've got Furpo potentially. You've got Dallas to come back. Again, we don't know what Dallas, what Stuart Dallas is going to return mm-hmm. from injury. But you know, you still got a lot of people to come back into that team and it just gives us options doesn't it and I think that we showed last night that they're not all that Leicester I mean I think they've done really well to grind out results because the Championship's one of them like the Stoke game for us where you know there's there's an odd result you think how, how did that happen mm-hmm. and they've not been they've not been parted to that yet I think Ipswich as much as people are slagging off Birmingham today I think that's Great for us, they dropped two points. At a a, a you know, poor team. Birmingham beat us, and that was before ruining stuff. So there's going to be loads of swings around about stuff. I don't think you can worry about other people's results just yet, exactly, because yeah. it's going to there's going to be so much is going to happen. I mean, a West Brom, Preston, going to be still up there at the end of the season. Who knows? But I think you just got to enjoy it. You know what we're doing at the minute and focus on ourselves. Mm. And I think just touching on Ref Watch as we used to do, and we don't do so much now because we're kind of not under the spotlight in the Premier League. I I thought the ref did okay last night, but I'll tell you what I thought was shocking. Fucking Byron got warned after that first tackle that it was a kind of borderline yellow. And then he said, you you could sort of see him lip-reading. He was going, you know, one more, and it's it's going to be a booking. Fucking hell, Harry Winks made about eight tackles. And Casade
0: was the one. Uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. He stopped a counter-attack! He stopped know, it, the it, counter-attack, it, pulled him It was the most obvious professional foul you've ever seen, and it was it, right it, after nothing. that, it, nothing!
1: It was, well, that's what Pedro got in trouble for, because he was moaning at the ref, saying, you have a yellow to him for like a Somebody's going clean through and he's pulled him back or made a, a sort of professional foul or a, a slightly cynical foul. They did two didn't get anything. Harry Winks made four or five challenges that were really borderline I yellow f- strip. 58
0: even, minutes and 30 seconds. We almost made it without winging. We almost made it without winching, it without winching know,
1: about no, the ref. Know, that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lead podcast. We've got to have a fucking mode about how shit refs are. I didn't think the ref, I'm not slagging the ref off. I just think you've got to... It's the consistency. People always say it. Wink should have been booked. He made a tackle on Ampadu as Ampadu went back from a Melier pass and played it out wide. Really late, from behind, that's a booking on its own. He'd already made two before that. Well, where's his conversation? I think that's why Pinot got in trouble and Farker got booked. Now, Farker's like the, that, that he's like a vision of calmness and, and mm-hmm. doesn't really get involved in it. that. It was that frustrating. I think partly the penalty decisions, which again we've discussed were, I didn't think were clear and obvious penalties but there was a lot of stuff going on around the pitch where you think, thinking, hang on a minute, it's it's one rule for one, one rule for another here. Uh,
0: maybe we should uh, start we- off with Ret- uh, Ref Watch at every pod because it just <laughs> brings that sort of angry, fiery energy. An- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic moment. Mac you got to start off because Barney Barney started off like, the, you know uh, do you know what? I'm
1: going to I'm going to go for um, when that Chowdhury fucking big lump of wood came on with his stupid haircut fucking <laughs> grabbed old grabbed summerville Somerville who's about five foot tall and he fucking bodied him literally lifted him up and back him like without even fucking I love that because you know I just think he it's that fight, it, 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 you know. We're not going to be bullied, you're not going to come on here and start grabbing me. I mean, the fact that he got booked is ridiculous because the kids grabbing onto him for like 10 seconds, holding him by his head, and he reacts to get away from him by literally lumping him on his ass. And the way he did it was it was like a WWE looking wrestling move just like chest like one of them bruce lee one inch punches where it takes him all the wind out of his sails and puts him on his ass i thought it was brilliant so a good on somerville because he he gets a lot of he takes a lot of punishment on a pitch mm-hmm. he gets kicked a lot uh he gets held back a lot like he gets blocked off quite a lot yeah i love i love seeing that little skillful lads just stick up for himself and put a big lad on his ass so it was great i love that
0: can you smell what the Somerville is cooking? Yeah. <laughs> I like it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the people's afro. Oh dear. Uh, Barnes,
2: magic moment? I think it has to be uh, the goal celebration. When James did the uh, corner, goes in, he turns around to the, the away crowd, does that, and then all of a sudden the players go, Jorginho jumps up, like, goes like that, he pushes everyone out of the way. That just does the lead salute to the fans. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. Brilliant, loved it.
0: Oh, well, I thought you were going to go with Millier's save. I thought I'd leave that yeah. one for you. Left oh,
1: that really? You for a change. Yeah, we'll be chivalrous for once. Well,
0: that's very nice. I mean, it was Gordon Banks-esque. I mean, let's let's yes. not get around yeah. it. That that that's you. Doesn't get closer than that. That is right on the line. Almost the whole of the ball over the mm. line, and his and his it's his fingertips. It's like that that Seaman that one in the FA Cup, was it?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: My goodness me, that was a good save. That is that is one of the best saves I've seen for 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 a long, long, long time. Do you see, that's think that's because he's coached now by a actual goalkeeper
1: coach? Amazing, isn't it? Wow, it's amazing. Again, coach it. who Who'd have thought? Jesse Marsh ripping up all these. Fucking stupid ideas, you know. No, let's but, get rid of, see, of all these silly nonsense ideas. <laughs> see, idiots. Marcus Abad
0: was there so long that even I know his name. <laughs> even I know the goalkeeping coach's name because he's been there for that many years. Um, so yeah,
1: I'm I mean he can't have funny. been that
0: bad, can he? But uh, no,
1: that, that salty uh, bastard. Fucking what's he called? he Used to be a Villa manager when we. Oh, he was on core commentary last night. Not core commentary. He was on, in the studio. Dean, Dean, Dean Smith. Smith. Dean Smith, yeah. right? Yeah. Dean, Don Goodman. Dean no, Dean myth was saying that Don Dean Goodman was myth. a penis. Don <laughs> <laughs> was a He's a complete fucking bellend. It was probably... He's an absolute fucking charlatan man. Honestly, I, <laughs> it's stealing a living, that bellend. Um It's starting to look like I've got a feeling about people with afros. Maybe it's because of my uh, aerodynamicness that I hate people with loads of hair. Because I've had to go at Chaudry. I've had to go at um, Don Goodman. So I think... No, Dean Mith was in the studio and he was saying, "It's what I expect him to say. Fuck off, you idiot!" Yeah, you yeah, yeah. you yeah. nice about Leeds. You can't say anything nice about Leeds, no. can you? So, I thought the other guys were great. You know, Beckford's great. Uh, I like uh, Joby I think He's really intelligent. You know, yeah. good coverage. Mm. Fucking Dean Mith in there saying, "Oh, it's what I'd expect the keeper to say." Even the studio were laughing at him like. It's going in the top corner from about six yards out and you know, across <laughs> bullet the header? Yeah. Yeah. bullet header bullet header. Yeah, it was great save. He's got and finger. I, I finger mean,
0: to, he's got. He's like Wolverine or something. He's he's had you know adamantium implanted into his the, the fingers on that so strong.
1: Yeah, to push it away, that was the thing. And much like Terminator
0: could, a claw, a, claw under his skin, just
1: yeah. Alien criticism. The way he cleared the ball after it came back out as well was good because anything could have happened after that. So yeah, good, so, good team performance. What I
0: wanted to say was, Barnes, uh, so I thought you were going to take the Melier save as a magic moment. So, I, actually, my magic moment, even though that, that was a beautiful moment, the, my, my magic moment was after, after the final whistle where Rutair goes up to Melier. And I think Rodon's in between. And Rodon wanted a, a hug from Rutair. And Rutair brushes him aside <laughs> and just jumps on Melier. And and he's like, and afterwards he's like shaking his shirt, like pounding his shirt, like mm-hmm. come on, you know. Those those two won it, won the game for us, really. Mm-hmm. That that goal and and that save, and it just it just sort of epitomised Rutez's attitude, and it's, mm-hmm. he's just he's he's come absolutely come alive. He's the heart and soul of the club at the moment in this project under Daniel Farker and and I, and I just thought that showed the ultimate togetherness because Millier has come under so much criticism 158 goals conceded or 149 or whatever it was because uh other other keepers had had a, a run at the back end of last season didn't they under under uh Allardyce didn't help anything anyway but he's come under so much criticism that was so that was such a moment for me uh, is um Jorginho Ritter and uh, Elan Melia I think two stars of the future as well if we don't if, if we don't get massive massive fees for them or if they don't go on to become absolute club Absolutely. legends I'd be very very surprised because they're so talented and so young there it was that was my magic moment right I got one last question for you where does that leave Leeds are we are we going up where we
1: where we probably deserve to be. I think you know, with the start we had and the, the dis you know disarray throughout the close season and players going on strike and leaving on loan and you know the players we brought in. You talk about bargains. I mean, Ampadu, wow, what what a bargain! You know, you could argue that Road on on loan, bargain. What a spot that is. Great scouting. You know, the players who've stayed and fought for the shirt, brilliant. I think it's probably about where we deserve to be. And, and, and we've said it before that in any other season with the points tally we've got after fifteen games we'd be top of the league. So I think you can't account for the start that Leicester and Nipswich have had. You know, that's just good good on them, you know, but we we've done everything we could do. Yeah, we've, you know, I think I'd say Wednesday was drop points, Stoke dropped points. But apart from that, you know, we've probably got just about what we deserve in, in most games, I think. Um where does it leave us? Listen, we're in a, a prime position. It showed last night They're not better than us. Leicester are not a better team than us. They don't play better football than us. They've not got more uh, ability in the team and the squad than than we've got. I'd say it's probably on on a par, possibly. You know, the two squads, they're not 11 points better than us by any stretch of the imagination. So I think that we've got a really good chance and and, and it will rely on us putting seven, eight games together and run like Middlesbrough did or like Leicester have done, you know, 10 games, winning 10 games or unbeaten for 10 games. I think that's where we're at now. Um, But I just think, I feel like the squad and the manager, the, the team around us, you know, who knows what's going to happen in January. I think we probably may dip into the market in January. I think Nonto might go. I've not seen anything from him to suggest that he's, is worth holding on to at the moment and maybe bringing a 10 that gives us an option there. But let's let's be really honest, I think we're in a really good position. It's a bit like, you know, Barney said before, you know, you, you, everybody's watching the top two and talking about them and nobody's really talking about us. And that's good. I think that suits us, you know. And I, I think also it's a bit like that sort of marathon runner that's just hanging off the shoulders of the other two with the, with the last mile to go. Let's see where we're at in, you know, May and April, you know, April, March, whatever. But we've got a great chance. We what, what a team, the unity. You know, I don't think we're under any pressure to sell anybody in, in January, so we'll probably have the same squad. We've already talked about Spence coming in, Dallas, Firpo, others that that will, you know, get fit and come back in. No doubt we'll lose a few to injury, but we're in a cracking position, aren't we? We said it before, you know, you've got football matches, you watch football seasons, you, you follow your team to get a smile put on your face sometimes and enjoy winning games and watching great performances there's nothing enjoyable is that, about getting is that why we pumped. watch football <laughs> well no i mean you know, that, you know football fans experience is disappointment you know if you only if you're a man city or a man, so you know, you know, yeah exactly you know it's, it's what most football fans are like but you want to go and see us win games and score goals and get behind good people and that's where we're at at the minute so enjoy it you know and, and enjoy it while it lasts because it's always going to get fucking worse, isn't it? <laughs> That's the it.
0: Prince of Darkness.
1: Yeah. When we don't go up and sell all the squad fucking <laughs> <in> the next year, <laughs> that we've got, you know, whatever Charlie Austin played up front.
0: Vance, <laughs> <laughs> you're the happy clapper.
2: Yeah. I,
0: Are
2: we yeah. going up? I automatic Um, I still think we will I don't I don't think we'll do playoffs I I still big 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 believer that it switch will not be able to carry this on one or two injuries they won't be able to sustain it and this is a championship it's an absolutely batshit crazy league anything can happen Mm. and it's only it's only 15 games in I think after Christmas you can see where we're at but it's just the fact that we look a really safe side as well we don't look like we're going to concede a lot we like i said before we will lose games but i'm not going to lose my head over it i'm not going to keep looking at the at who we're going to play next because i feel really safe under and it's all right to be safe sometimes it's all right to be safe rather than just uh, or, like 100 miles an hour football all the time but i feel really this is safe the,
0: this is the ptsd from bielsa isn't it it's okay to be safe yeah it's
2: i'm fine. not stressed. It's really fine I, I'm, honestly i'm not stressed <laughs> <laughs> but i just i just like how every everyone's just going about the business fark Farker in his um press conferences he's just like just says what It don't bullshit you there's no cliches about what he says in what what he's backing it up every time he's in a press conference. You see it on the pitch all the time. I just really I'm in, enjoying this season. It's probably because we were used to losing, and that's when the suppose we got got to a point of used to losing. But now I feel like you're going into every single game feeling confident.
0: Yep, couldn't agree more. Write some of your messages, and then I guess we'll wrap it up, boys. We've been going long enough, or are you? Like a marathon runner, you're ready to get thirsty for more.
1: Yeah, no, fuck you no. let's get it wrapped up. Who did this last time? Let's, let, let's do more podcasts for less time rather than yeah. these long, pretty elongated, once a fucking month jobs.
0: <laughs> I will try and get through as many messages as possible. All right, thank you very much for uh, interacting with us and coming and watching. Um, I think we all know now the two year plan for promotion back to the Premier League has surely changed. To we need to be promoted this season mainly to keep hold of and Ampadu, Kamara, Somerville, says Skip. Absolutely agree. Um, let's uh, CB says, Yes, Skip, get 25 to 30 million for Nonto and buy a left back. A left back buying a left back. This is League United, we're talking about, right? Never catch up. Um. Uh, Michael Brown in a similar vein if Leeds don't get promoted this season the fear is the club will lose Somerville, Nonto and Routier Alison Adams says I can't stand Dean Smith
1: me David Alison is a fucking peck
0: Michael Brown says I'm missing those vlogs you used to do with your other half when watching the Leeds matches on TV Ah. any chance they will come Ah. back Michael,
1: now. you now, mate. None of that shit's happening anymore. Days are
0: over. <laughs> Michael, I'm at maximum capacity at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> Things may change, um, but uh, yeah, if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, but I'm glad that you're asking about it, and thank you, it means a lot. Uh, Liam B, such a long season. Too early to say, but we've beaten the top two teams in the league in their own patch. Yeah. Liam, yeah, in their own backyard, Michael Brown. New owners, new directors of football positions still being filled behind the scenes at Leeds. Depending on if Verber comes in, Weber. oh no, Weber. Sorry, Weber, Weber. Weber.
1: Weber. Fucking, he's not coming back. That fucking traitor, <laughs> Austrian prick <laughs> comes, in, players, players
0: coming and going. It's taking time to bed down. Uh, CB says not sure about Webber. Heard some things about him. Very cryptic. CB, spill the fucking beans. Yeah. it. Nobody's watching. We'll we'll take it out and edit. Right. Uh, well, I the I was on
2: the Norwich podcast, wasn't I? Um, the other week, oh, and yeah. I spoke to him after spoke to him after that we did the stream, and he said when Stuart Webber came in, really really good. He got he was hungry for young players, hungry for good attacking football, and then he seemed to have lost his way a bit, and that's when. That's when Farker got sacked and then they've gone down the route of getting old professional footballers. I mean, you look at this season by like getting foreshore and things in. I think he starts to lose his way a bit.
1: Right. I'm uh, convinced. Yeah. I, I think... like the, guy we've got, the Newcastle guy we've got. Is he still there? Is it Ashworth or whatever he's called? Hammond. In... Hammond, sorry. Yeah, you know, like I, I think he's quietly gone about doing some excellent business. You know, you look at players we've talked about, Kamara... Road on yeah. okay, if that's his track record thus far for us keep him
0: I know yeah whatever he wants Why get that reaffirmed meme out
1: okay, definitely get the blank
0: check out a... <laughs> tell him yeah. to write whatever numbers he wants
1: Hammond's at the wheel
0: well
1: it's not broken don't try and fix it he's, he's, he's done a cracking job he's brought in some great players. know, expense you look at the deals we've done the sort of deals that others probably wouldn't have got across the line as well. So we've obviously got yeah, I I'm more than happy with what the deal the you know the, the, the uh the market and how we've dealt with it this, this season.
0: Agree, agree. Final thoughts, or is that too much? Should I say last word? Is that shorter? Is that snappier? Last word. Yeah.
1: My thing my thing's yeah, we've got you know, Oh
0: them. you've got a thing. Matt's got a thing.
1: Get um, your thing out, Matt. Why do I, well, fucking hell, not, it's not just <laughs> a camera. Why it's not going to fit on that little well, screen. You're going to need a bigger camera. Um, uh. No, do you know what? I, I only wanted to say, obviously, <laughs> I mean, you, you'll know, but uh, I went to London this week. I've been in oh, London right. all week. And yeah, I just got back, uh, had my jabs and everything, brought my passport and what have you. Uh, and obviously met Ian Wright in a pub and sat and had a pint with Ian Wright, which was legend. Fuck. Fucking spectacular! So, as much as I'm a huge Leeds fan, I don't really like anybody else. I always had a bit of a soft spot for Wright and uh, the way he played, and I read his book and you know the way he sort of came about making a career for himself, coming through the amateur leagues and being picked up quite late, twenty-three, I think, from. Wasn't Willston. he was playing on Hackney Marshes when he was like 21, 22 and got picked up by Arsenal. I just love the story and obviously what he's done since football, even though he always scored against us for Palace and for uh, Arsenal. You know, he scored some great goals at Alan Road and broke our hearts but I just think he's a great bloke and um, I put a, a comment on Twitter this week that you should never meet your heroes because you usually end up being really disappointing but he wasn't he was fucking absolutely superb I mean spent a lot of time with the kids and talked about how much he loves Calvin feels really sorry for Calvin how his career's gone you know he says I've got a lot of love from up north and uh, he said he, very he wore number years. 8
0: but he wore number 8 because of Alan Clark
1: right ok right. I know that right yeah. Wow. But what a guy. I mean, he was so humble and uh, spent a lot of time talking to the kids. I it was, it was amazed that my 14 year old's got him in his FIFA team. So he's like, bloody hell, I've got hats older than him. I mean, his, his FIFA team. I'm, I'm like, so, um, he was I love great. him. I love him. He's, I'm so jealous. He's a jealous. superb fella. Honestly, I'm so I, 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 jealous. Gonna dine out on the fact that I, he said, Oh, I love that top you've got. He said, You've got so you've got it going on, you want not you? you know, with the threads and that. And I was right made up. And then we went and we sat down and left him to have his pint or what have you. And uh he came over to say bye and to say hello to, you know, say bye to the kids, shake around hand, shake my hand. I had a proper I got oh, an ear hug. I got an ear right hug. The way. Yeah, they always do. I mean, I, you know what my nose is like. Mine's, that, that nose is an ornament, really. It's just for hanging glasses on it. It's for fuck all. It doesn't smell. can't taste. Don't. Uh, it's just for sunglasses, my nose. But I literally, um, I've been eating a pint of prawns, which I know you love prawns, Donny, but a pint of prawns out of a glass and dipping it in lemon juice and eating it and having a drink. And he came over, so I'm covered in like prawn juice and made me get up. He went, you would take it easy. Give me a big hug. I got on here, right? Hug? I mean, fuck me. I can retire now. I'm done. Um... <laughs> just an ace I love him
0: absolutely love him him.
1: yeah me too and I was saying to him how much Leeds fans have got a lot of love for him even though he did always score against us And um, he said you know what most of my love comes from up north he he said I won't repeat everything he said but he was saying a lot of Cockneys don't like me especially with the London rivalries and stuff but he said a lot of my love comes from up north and he's got a lot of love for Calvin Phillips and he's just a fucking great bloke very uh, magnetic and did, did you know when, you, when I first went up and you're like, oh, Can I get a photograph? He was a bit cold, and like, Yeah, yeah, get it done. And then the minute he saw the kids and the family and realized I want a lunatic, he just <laughs> warmed. And like, I think I probably if I I always feel really conscious about sitting with me too long, and I'm always a bit too cool, like, Right, cheers, mate, have a good day, enjoy your pint. And I kind of reneged back to my seat, but I think he'd have probably sat and had a few pints with you. And one of them blokes, just a great, great fella, and one of my sort of footballing heroes away from Leeds United. So I was made up and I now know where his local is, so I'm gonna do a bar here, and just every time I'm in London just rock up and just, just a bar like, All right, right, here. all right, mate, remember me. But uh I was cracking, I got I got an hug, arm round me and the photographs I've got. Just ace what a fucking experience, man. Amazing.
0: And you also yeah, met Edgar Davids.
1: He was the fucking complete opposite. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, it's funny because the kids were like, is this what it's like in London? We're going to meet old footballers. and like." I got off the train at King's Cross and bumped into Edgar Davids within five minutes. And then the first pub we went in when we got to where we were staying in West London. Yeah, right, so the kids were like, that was it. That's the only people we saw the entire time we were there. But Edgar Davids was like, I said, all right, mate, can I have a photograph? And he went, and you know, I looked at him and I thought, shit, is it Edgar Davids? It's just some Rastafarian bloke with orange specks on that looks like him. And he was like, I said, yeah, Edgar Davids. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, oh, can I have a photograph then? I, I went like that and he's like, oh, <laughs> I can smile if you want." Me, me me, probably ended oh, up having oh. a fight with Edgar Davids. Oh, oh, yeah. He said, you can smile if you want." He, he was like, cool as you like. He was cool. He was proper cool, but very, um, very cold compared to me. Be difficult, him, right? wouldn't
0: it? Be difficult being a celebrity.
1: Uh, People are asking a photo all the time. I'm, I'm conscious of that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm conscious of that. But that's the perks or or downside of the perks you get from being a celebrity, isn't it? They they earn enough money, but. I'm really conscious I'm too cool for Scott I, like, I don't want to go out and make a fuss whatever but I just couldn't resist and once I'd seen Edgar Davids and then it was Ian Wright I was on this like mission to like I'm going to meet as many I thought you
0: were at a conference people. or something <laughs> It
1: was a bollocks I was down for a holiday I was with the kids and that. we went to watch uh, Back to the Future and do a bit of shopping and- uh, yeah, go and do a bit of eating. Borough Market, Barney went to Borough Market, which was class, nice. Yeah. Spent a bit of time there, and we went to see a show, and it was ace, mate. So I've just got back yesterday, but um, yeah, we spent the week down in London. It was class, but that was my highlight. Man, I could dine out on what he said to me. How he was with me. Uh, how he, you know, came up to meet Lisa and say hello to Lisa, and just, you know, said love to the family and God bless you. And I'm just like, fucking, hell, this is like, this is ace, man. But what a, right. what a fucking genuinely good bloke.
0: Right then, Barnes. top that. Meeting in right. No pressure. Uh, my thing is watching
2: Whitecliffe on ITV for. <laughs> oh,
0: fuck
1: okay. you!
2: Right, I'm off. see you later. Just
1: click. <laughs>
0: What's Whitecliffe?
1: Whitecliffe the detective thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's from the, it's, show, it's a show from the
1: seventies, isn't it? No, no 90, uh,
0: uh, late
2: late nineties. It's oh, uh, awesome. setting in Chromebook. You're getting, you're
0: getting closer, you're moving forwards in time. Are you a time
2: traveller or something <laughs> yeah. like So I've gone from seventies, <laughs> eighties to nineties. Right. Yeah, and then uh, early two thousand I've been watching where the heart is.
1: <laughs> oh fuck you know. That is like an old dear in a young body. it's like crazy. the crazy? I've
2: already uh, started to order my um uh, hot meals delivered. <laughs> so I've bad. already put TV dinners. Said yeah. to my wife, "Oh, they're lovely these. See that wheelchair? It's only three hundred quid. That's decent. It'd get it in the boot as well. Yeah."
1: I can't. I can't wait to see you with the peacock in your mobility scooter in about two years' time, mate. Honestly, <laughs> <it's> fucking brilliant.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, and what's my and thing? That bombshell. Yeah. um Well, uh, there's a new. Uh, I could tell you about Hitler because obviously I'm. I'm oh, still, I'm still up. going through the 44-hour audio book of the uh, biography oh, of Hitler, me. but let's not go there. Um, there is a, there is a show It's come out All "The Light We Cannot See." So we just started that it's on uh, Netflix. The uh, very first episode was really good. So uh, that's, uh, I, I can't recommend the whole thing, but the first episode was good. I watched and I've just that in 20 got 20 years time, then. Yeah, they. <laughs> Wait for you to catch up. you caught up.
1: So you started sweeping your hair across the front there, donny as well. Are you getting a bit influenced by this? Fucking <laughs> yeah, ah! yeah, we've, all, we've all seen, we've all watched the transition. If you come I... in November, if you come in November with one of them fucking little <laughs> slug tashes there, mate, fucking hell. I'm gonna start fucking ringing up Interpol. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we've got another one up another one loose, like fucking lunatic. No, no, I've been playing. You know what's happened as well? I've been playing. I've got a fountain pen here, very nice. It's a uh, kaweko. Kind of you that. can't see it, can you?
1: This isn't going to work, no. is it? The closer you get, it's worse it's getting, but it just looks like one of them quiz shows where it's like, guess what it is.
0: Anyway, you can, can you tell what it is yet? That's not going.
1: what it is yet? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. Anyway, I've been playing with it like the idiot I am. Love you
1: now. And Looking look at that! Has <laughs> <laughs> it gone off? You've been playing with it. And it's gone off, and your hands done it. Yeah, I've Looking got out. ink
0: all over li- my my hands. It's as absolute disaster, sir. Ah, fat me. Anyway, me and uh, I got, I got a new book today, so I'm gonna read this. It's What's called that? Babble by uh, Rebecca Kwang, RF Kwang. I'm going to give that a go. Book of the year, apparently. Is it it Ryan Babble's autobiography that he used to play
2: for
1: Liverpool? Liverpool, Holland. Yeah, Mm -hmm. how did you (laughs)
2: guess?
1: (laughs) What's that that about then, Donny? Because you're obviously the intellectual in the room. What the fuck's that about? Something that I can't comprehend, probably.
0: Tradutore, tradiatore. An act of translation is always an act of betrayal. It's 1828. Robin Swift, orphaned by cholera in Canton, is brought to London by the mysterious Professor Lovell. There, Robin trains for years in Latin, ancient Greek, and Chinese, all in preparation for the day he'll enroll in Oxford University's prestigious Royal Institute of Translation, also known as Babel.
1: No, you know we should not ask someone. Fucking hell! It's about halfway through that, then I was like, "Don't worry, it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> huh? Okay.
2: What? I honestly can't remember last time I read a book.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, uh,
2: just being dyslexic, it just takes too long. I was thinking, "Fuck this!" No, I'll watch the film instead. Are I'm, you dyslexic I'm dyslexic. We do not notice my tweets half the time they don't make sense.
0: I thought that was just Yeah, you. to be honest, mate, I, I don't <laughs> you speak a lot of times and you don't make sense to I, I thought you ever, were just so not pissed. Not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't,
1: don't do me that.
0: No, oh, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell at all. Yeah. And y- your followers don't seem to mind. you got enough of them.
1: Hmm. So there no, you go. Boss, not, doing,
0: not doing too bad for yourself, are you? <laughs> you don't need books anyway. What do you need books for? A
1: lot of shit. Burn them. Yeah, movies are better. Do we have the... Uh, I've got into audiobooks. I've done Spotify. I've done, uh, yeah. I've got audiobooks for free now. So I've been listening to Morris's autobiography, which I just didn't have the patience to read. Oh. Cause it's like fucking reading some Shakespearean play where the language and vocabulary is brilliant, but quite hard to get into. Uh, so I'm listening to that. So I've it's like, it's like,
0: to... it's like his lyrics, but for, you know,
1: but, but for, for a, a whole book, But 600 pages of them. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Bob Bob, what's his name? Bob Martin was autobiography. Uh, not autobiography. Away, away, whatever it's called. But listen to that, and yeah, taste uh, Stanley Tucci's. But it's been a, it's been a blessing. Just like going to bed and putting my earphones on and sort of chilling out, listening to audio because I'm not a great reader, as you've probably fathomed.
0: I've got loads of audio books on the go. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the main one is the Hitler biography. Let's not yeah, get was- into it. No. Nah. Again, right, that's it now. That's right, it, that's done. That's done. We're gonna beat Plymouth Argyle. Don't you worry about that. We don't even need to. Oh, and by the way, just a quick, a quick on this day. Should get oh, a sponsorship yeah. by this. Joe Mewis, send us some money, will you? <laughs>
1: uh,
0: on this day, Saturday, 4th November, leave you with a cheery memory. Mark Viduca produced one of the finest striking performances ever seen at Ellen Road. How many goals did he score? That's
2: it for yeah. And do you know who the man of the match was? Who Wonderful. got that who got that got us to win four four three in the end? Not uh, he don't get the plaudits. it's decor. Yeah. yeah. He dragged Lee through that game to
0: win that game. Such a good player. Mm. Such a good player. Right, yo, that's your lot. Thank you very much. Average. Subscribe. It's free. Average. Just like Average. the only fans yeah. of uh, yeah. And we don't have an OnlyFans, but it is free to subscribe to us. And there are no hidden charges. Or, But there's oh God, more hidden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> See
0: you next week. Come on, Leeds! <laughs>